Well, it is time now for our annual State of the Athletics Address for Frederick County Public Schools. And for that, we welcome back onto the program the man in charge, FCPS Supervisor of Athletics and Extracurricular Activities, Kevin Kendro. Good to have you back on, Kevin. Uh, it's great to be here, Greg. This is one of my favorite events of the year. I get to talk about this past school year. Uh, I'm glad. And, and we'll, we'll start there. Just what is your big picture overall assessment of the last year, the 2022 20 23 school year for FCPS athletics? You know, it's a typical year of excellence across the board. Um, you and I always, you know, we get the opportunity to see each other at games, talk about how well FCS, FCPS performs in the fall, winter, and spring in all their sports. And, you know, we showcase that again uh, this year. It, obviously a great number of coaches. Um, the athletic director uh, roster is, uh, has changed uh, a bit over the past couple of years. Is everything stable and in place with that? Yeah, um, we, we have a great team. We will have one uh, change for this upcoming school year. Um, Mike O'Brien, or OB as we call him, Coach OB, um, you know, his passion is, is, is in teaching and coaching, and he's actually heading back to Tuscarora to be a teacher and then to hopefully – coach for us as well. well do you know what sport yet or have you, have you have you worked that out don't know yet okay. um i know he's you know he's coached multiple sports he's coached unified he's coached football he's coached baseball um so we just hope to get him back and coaching as many sports as possible so obviously that leaves the ad vacancy at brunswick uh uh is that position still in the process of being filled or yeah we hope to have that done here uh, a little bit earlier than last year i mean a lot last year a lot of vacancies were filled a little bit later in the summertime so we we hope to to get that filled soon no you might not be able to name names but you have some good candidates in in, in place i trust for we that. do yeah. we do yeah and you know it's an exciting time for brunswick with a new artificial turf field coming in and so with the success of their athletic programs this past school year so we're gonna make sure we get someone you know just like all of our other schools uh just like ob a top-notch person there right how, how, how are things coming on with the along with the turf uh, fields. Uh, Catoctin, Walkersville, Brunswick, and uh, every, every, every other school has one, right? Correct. So we have, um, I was actually at both of these schools uh, this morning, uh, Brunswick High School's fields under construction, Tuscarora's under construction, and Walkersville and Catoctin. I believe Walkersville starts next week and then maybe Catoctin the week after. And so we'll have, you know, the remaining four, you know, turf this summer, and it's, it's exciting that we're going to have all 10 of our schools um, with artificial turf from here on out. Yeah, like weather is no longer a factor, right? Yeah, I mean, there's, there's so many benefits to artificial turf, and not only for our schools, but also for our communities now that you know, can use them a little bit more. Uh, are, are tracks being installed with the turf? Is it a full project uh, yes. at, at these schools, new tracks and yeah. new fields? Correct, yeah. So it's it's a benefit for you know all the, the sports that play on the field, but also our track and field programs. I mean, we've joked about it a, a million times, probably here too. Like your, your dream when you were the AD at Urbana was to have one turf field. You had a, I think you had a piece of turf on, on, on the wall, right? We did. We did, yeah. So, now, you know, I leave Urbana. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it was exciting, but they got it right afterwards. I can remember going and standing there watching them install it and remembering all those uh, evenings of, you know, pushing water off the field and, and, and muddy games. But, you know, it's, it, it's, it does bring a lot to not only, you know, people think football, soccer, but also a lot of our other sports are able to use it as well. Right, as yeah. well as our marching bands and other activities. And, and, and the community is able to use the fields as well, too. And right? that's a huge piece. I mean, we want the high, our high schools to be the center of the communities, and this adds to that. Right. Uh, speaking of Urbana, is, is the AD situation stabilized there? It, will, will, will Karen Bauer stay on? Or Yeah, um, that's um, 
Yeah, we're Karen. Karen should be back at Ur- Urbana High School. Okay. Um, right now, there's Ryan Hines is obviously coming over to Tuscarora to coach and teach and stuff. Correct. And uh, Karen has done a tremendous job at Ur- Urbana High School. You know, carrying on the tradition that Ryan had, had established there, and the folks before him. And so we're excited about that. Going back to our last point, could you have imagined a day where all the Frederick County high schools, pu- public high schools, had had turf fields? <laughs> You know, it was a dream. You look back like 10, 15 years ago when we had a few schools here and there across the state. and um, But it just shows. I mean, you have to give credit where credit's due. And, you know, FCPS, you know, we hold our athletics, interscholastic athletics in high regards. Then we also have to thank, you know, uh, Ms. Gardner as her outgoing uh, gift to help us get state funding for those last four remaining schools. Yeah. Uh, I want to dive in here with what I feel is the big news of, of, of the past year. Uh, for the first time since the turn of the century, uh, when boys and girls lacrosse was added in 2000, uh, FCPS is adding a varsity sport. Uh, the announcement was made back on February the 1st that uh, girls flag football uh, starting this fall will be a full-fledged uh, varsity sport. Uh, just sort of tell us how this all s- sort of came about, Kevin. Sure. I've actually been having these conversations a lot because it's just it's a very exciting time. So there were talks a few years ago um, about the Ravens partnering with the MPSSAA to offer girls football. That just never, you know, came to fruition. Um, We still hope that that, you know, will be done and here in the future. And so local school systems were just given the availability, you know, and the option of, of working directly with the Ravens. And so we had been doing that for a while. And, um, you know, the big thing was they were able to provide, you know, grant funding to help us out. And so, um, you know, this first year is fully funded. It's a pilot program. Do we anticipate that we'll be able to continue? We hope so. And we believe so. Um, it, but The funding is for one year, you say? It's a, it's a three-year grant, but the primary funding is for year one, okay. if that makes sense. Okay. And... Um, you know, so we're excited. I mean, we're, we feel like we're ahead of the game right now. We have all of our head coaches in place, all of our assistant coaches in place, schedules in place. We've had the, the clinic here, which you attended, and you got to see the 189, you know, girls in attendance there. So definitely exciting times. Uh, and, and Under Armour is partnering with you as well, correct? Correct. So Under well, Under Armour is really partnered with the Ravens, but they're providing uh, uniforms for all of our teams. And, and there will be a big uniform reveal, I, I understand, coming mm-hmm. up? Yeah, uh, and the uniforms, from what I've been told, are, are in and going to be shipped directly to the schools. So that will be coming up here. I believe we advertise it as either mid-June or early July. Well, there, will there be like a, a fashion show of some sort? Or? I'm not sure. The Ravens are really kind of working on that. They want to do something because everyone wants to see this be successful. Obviously, we in FCPS want to see it successful. The Ravens want to see it successful because, you know, they want to see it grow. And we want to do well so other school systems can take note and say, hey, maybe this is a sport that we should offer as well. Um you know, the NFL, it's been a big push. Um, you saw the Super Bowl commercial, which I thought was awesome, the, with the, you know, run with it theme. And that's what we're doing. We're trying to run with it here. Um, it's a, it's emerging sport. It's fast-paced. I learned a lot by attending both the coaching clinic we had last week on Tuesday and the student clinic on Wednesday. Yeah, I mean, a huge portion of the NFL audience, obviously, is is, is women. So, mm-hmm. so, so yeah, you can't ignore that that huge segment of the audience. So, uh, what what sort of opportunity is this, Kevin, for for young girls? Do you think? Well, I think w- what we have seen is, um, you know, for some of our students that were at the clinic, they have never played girls' flag before, and maybe they may not have a fall sport. 
So we're hoping that maybe, you know, some from female students that maybe just didn't have a fall sport to play will come out. Um, in FCPS, we also allow dual sport participation if both coaches agree and, you know, parents and everyone. So we may see some of that as well. But we see it as an additional opportunity for our female student athletes. And we see something that we know is going to grow across the state and across the country. And so we wanted to get ahead of that. And, um, you know, the more that I have uh, been around Girls Flag, learned from the Ravens, learned from these clinics, it's going to be here to stay, and it's going to be a very fun sport for our female student-athletes. You, you mentioned something that I wanted to ask you about. You're not worried about what, – what, with the dual sport aspect, you're not worried about uh, this taking away from, from some other girls' sports, especially at some of the smaller schools? No, that's been a concern. I mean, an honest concern that some folks have brought up. Um, the research that we have – you know, we, we looked into this beforehand has indicated that that's not traditionally the case. You may have some, but majority it's just, you know, those who don't – really have a fall sport or maybe have lost interest in their sport type of thing. And so um, definitely, you know, we would be lying to say um, have people express concerns. We've had this more at our smaller schools, but that's not the goal. You know, the goal is just adding an additional opportunity for our female student athletes. And, and, and the dual sport opportunity, we realize, I guess, that some people might not be able to do both, but, but that sort of alleviates some of the concern, right? Because theoretically, a, a student athlete could do both sports. Correct. And I believe this was year two that we've allowed dual sport participation. We've actually had more than what was expected. You did. And yeah. so we had a lot of soccer. And you did a great article on that. I don't know if it was this year or the year before. Soccer players that are kicking for football. We have cross-country runners that also play soccer. Um, we've had a swimmer who also runs indoor track. I can remember receiving actually a thank you email from that parent to say, hey, we never thought that this would be a possibility. But my daughter just had a great experience being able to do both. And also for our smaller schools, such as Brunswick and Contocton, they were competing against school systems that had already allowed that. And so from a competitive side, too, we wanted to make sure that we were, you know, doing what we could to serve our schools. Uh, generally speaking here, tell us what girls flag football is going to look like. Uh, what, what are the general rules, the makeup of the team? What will games look like? Just if you could just run down a general synopsis of what the yeah, game's going to look like. I can't say I'm the expert yet. I'm still learning just like everyone else. Um, but the one thing that you're going to notice, it's a fast-paced sport. So it's a running clock with two 20-minute halves um, with the clock stopping at one minute in each half. There's, you know, pre-marked, you know, 20 um, yards to gain. And, you know, the goal is, and what I kept hearing from the clinician on Wednesday is it's not a contact sport. And so what you're going to see is a lot of athletic moves, a lot of agility, a lot of speed, um, you know, you think of what, what I've been told is, you know, a lot of our traditional, you know, football teams do seven on seven as part of non-school teams in the summer. Well, this, this is a different version, you know, of girl flag where everyone's eligible to receive the ball. They don't want, you know, one person just standing around. Um, you know, the athletic moves that, that were taught were, you know, I'm running towards you. You know, traditionally in football, you think football, I'm going to run Greg over. Well, it's a, you can't. That would be a penalty if you run in. And so I'm running toward you, and I'm turning sideways, or I'm doing a dip to try to, you know, make you avoid grabbing the, the flags at the hip. So you're going to see a fast-paced game. You're going to see a game where everyone gets the opportunity to be an active participant on every play. Um, so that's exciting. And we're pairing it with JV football. So the games will be when? 
most of them will be played. Our, traditionally, our JV football games are played Wednesday. And so we are looking at playing most of our girls' flags games at 5 o'clock, followed by JV football at 7. And so as people, you know, more and more people will see it as they're arriving for JV football, we kind of ask what would be the preferred, you know, time frame to play. And that's what the committee and, you know, the coaches that were asked, you know, that's kind of the time frame they wanted to do. And as you and I discussed, we're starting girls' flag two days before the first allowable MPSSAA play date because it's not an MPSSA sport. And, that, and that's August 30th, right? August 30th. I hope those who are listening will maybe join us at Frederick High. We're calling it the FCPS Girls Flag Kickoff Classic. All 10 of our schools hopefully will be there um, participating. There will be one game that evening. Um, you know, the Ravens will be in attendance. They're they're pretty planned about, you know, getting it hyped up, doing some promotional type of things. You said there will be one game, there will be five games, right? Or five, each team will play one game, okay, rather. Yeah, yeah, so five gotcha. total games. Yeah. And, and school is in session, so how will the schedule work? Uh, when will the first game be? I think we're looking at 5 o'clock. Okay. And we'll be using both the stadium field and the auxiliary field. And okay. that will be a free no-admission game. For our other remaining, it will be just like any other sport. There will be an admission charge. Yes, yeah, so you're treating it just like any other varsity sport. Correct. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's seven on seven. The field is 80 by 40, right? 80 yards mm-hmm. long, 40 yards wide. Yep. There will be 10-yard end zones, which mm-hmm. I, I, I think are traditional. Uh, the games, uh, it's two 20-minute halves, mm-hmm. uh, running clock until the final minute of each half. And so, so what happens if you hit the hour mark and the clock hasn't expired in the game for for whatever reason? Do you know? You know, honestly, Greg, I don't have the overtime rules in front of me. I know you and I were looking at them at the um, clinic, but there are certain overtime. Is, is it a know, hard we'll... cutoff, like this game is over at, at, at an hour, or, or or are there some procedural things There's some procedural the things. Okay. I'd have to look at the rules. I wish I would have brought them with me. We could it, do it, 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 yeah, it's okay. I mean, we'll we'll mm-hmm. we'll we'll learn that, uh, mm-hmm. that I guess yeah. in 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 due time. So the, so the games are designed to be an hour or less. Correct. Yeah, and that's why they're going to fit nicely with JV football. Right. Okay. Yep. Um, how big of an undertaking has it this been for you and your staff? You know, that's a you that's a great question. A few folks have asked me. You know, like anything else, it's taken hard work, but everyone's really worked well together. The Ravens. I mean, I really. Um, I, maybe hopefully they'll listen to this, but Adam Rudell and Kim Ferguson, who are our two main contacts at the Ravens, have just been awesome, you know, getting us what we need, answering questions, working together through the contract and agreement that had to be signed, the funding, and the committee members, too. Miss um, Hammond, Kevette Hammond, our coordinator of athletics and facilities at Frederick High, you know, she's been great at co-chairing this committee. And, you know, one thing we've really prided ourselves on, and hopefully – our communities feel like we've done a good job is communication, you know, and providing updates to the community. Hey, this is what's expected. We've laid out kind of the summer calendar of what you're going to expect, and we follow that. We really wanted to over-communicate everything because we want, again, we want to make sure this is done right so it's successful. Right, and your committee's been meeting, what, you say every— Every uh, two weeks. Every two weeks. Yeah, okay. we meet this Thursday. Um, now, we the last few have been via Google Meet, so virtual meetings, but we had actually been going down to Owings Mills, to the Ravens facilities— um, you know, for, you know, a while. Right. I mean, this has caught on a little bit uh, elsewhere in the country, but how much of a cutting edge do you think you guys are on um, uh, here in Maryland? <laughs> uh, I think we're going to be trendsetters. I mean, there are, I forget what the latest state was that has added it as a state-sanctioned sport, um, but, you know, the popularity, if, if you just, you know, you Google it and, and you research it, you go to, you know, the N- NFL website, 
it's it's here to stay <clears throat> and we're very excited about it yeah in terms of the feedback you mentioned there have been a few concerns voiced, but what just generally speaking what is the overall feedback been that you guys have gotten about this i mean obviously with 400 signups for this frederick high clinic mm -hmm. and almost 200 in attendance that's it's pretty good <laughs> excitement that would be the best word to describe it people are excited about this new opportunity and i will also say as time has gone on some of the questions and concerns and maybe like oh i'm not really sure people's feelings have, you know, they they feel better. They feel more comfortable that, hey, you know what, this is this is going to work. And, you know, this is an awesome opportunity. Just like you, you know, we had early on, we definitely had more of the, well, this is going to pull away from other girls' sports, which we definitely do not want to do. And I think a lot of folks feel a little bit more easy about that not happening. What well, was your clinic at Frederick High well-received? Very well-received, yeah. And, um, I you know, it, it was well attended, well executed. You know, we go to an event and you can tell a lot by the smiles on kids' faces. And we saw a lot of smiles. And I don't know if you were there at the end, but what happened was pretty neat. Um, after we concluded, it was just natural. Each, <clears throat> like, feeder school, they ended up breaking into little groups. And a lot of them were still doing drills. And they were talking. They were doing school-specific cheers. And we kind of looked at each other and said, Yep, we're good. <laughs> it, 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 it's catching on. Yeah. Um, is, is it hard? I mean, you, you you touched on it a little bit. Is is it hard starting a varsity sport from scratch? I mean, did you think this was a pretty intimidating task uh, uh, at the start? Um, maybe a little bit, but again, it just it has just naturally worked out. You know, getting coaches. Are, were we going to be able to get coaches? Yes. How are we going to put together schedules? Well, we're going to line it with JV football. We're going to have a county championship. We're going to have the kickoff classic. You know, check that off. The clinics, I did not attend the one at the Raven Stadium on May 21st. Miss Hammond did. That was well attended by FCPS folks. Um, yeah, they did a clinic at M&T Bank Stadium. So, so, so some, some of the girls, some of the FCPS girls got to participate in drills and stuff on the, on the Ravens yeah, sta if, stadium field. Yeah, our, our clinic last week, if you noticed, a lot of the girls actually had the shirts on from that clinic. Yeah. <clears throat> and so, you know, I was excited. So we feel, I feel really good. That's what I've told people. I said, you know what, we're, we're ready. Yeah. You know, there's, are there going to be bumps along the road? Yeah. But just like any other sport, you know, working with our officials group. Frederick County Football's Official Association, they've been outstanding. You know, they sent a rep to the coaches' clinic, and they answered questions there. So, like, we're ready, I feel, in, in all aspects of this for the fall. Well, what is sort of the overall big picture of all this, this becoming uh, a, a sport in all Maryland counties and eventually um, a, a state championship will be awarded? Uh, is, is that sort of the ultimate uh, goal? Yeah, I mean, I would say this. that's – I'm comfortable in saying that's a goal. You know, a lot of that's going to depend on <clears throat> other school systems participating. You know, there's certain standards set forth by the MPSA that you must have this amount of schools. So, yeah, one step at a time. And so our first step is to make sure that we do it the best way possible here in Frederick County. And, and you imagine you're pretty confident it's going gonna, it's gonna to catch on at least somewhat elsewhere, uh, too, in, in, in Maryland. I do. Yeah, I do. I know I've had a few colleagues reach out to me with some questions and, you know, been able to answer them or put them in contact with folks. And, well, you know, we'll be inviting some of those folks to attend maybe, you know, our kickoff classic or our county championship or something like that. One more uh, procedural question. Uh, the length of the season will be how long? It's going to mirror JV football. So like eight, nine games. Eight, eight or nine game mm -hmm. season. 
Um, and then is there is there a championship awarded? Is there is there a playoff system? There is. So we're going to have a county championship. It's a varsity sport, and since it's not an MPSSA sport, you know, there's no other way for them to go on. And so um, <clears throat> it actually got brought up by the committee. I forget who recommended it. It might have even been the Ravens, but it will not just be the two teams that will advance. We'll have four teams. So it gives more, you know, teams to say, I'm still in the hunt. And then that county championship date, you know, we'll have four teams that will go to two to, that will go to the one championship. And, and these teams will practice just like any other mm-hmm. um, varsity sport? Correct. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, does, does that – squeezing another sport in, does that complicate the practice schedule for some teams? It does. Or? I mean, it's more work on our athletic directors and our coordinators of athletics and facilities, um, you know, getting field space. And, and something unique for this summer – and this ties into new MPSSA rules, but this is the first summer ever that <clears throat> schools and teams are allowed to offer 12 days of skill-based camps, which are in essence practices. And so right now we actually have teams that can coach their kids as part of a summer camp, and some of them have already done that. And so that aligns well with girls' flag. And so they'll be able to see a little bit this summer of potential players because they're getting a head start on enabling to have these 12 days of summer camp practices. All right, uh, moving on. Uh, by my math, Kevin, we are now in year eight of the Central Maryland Conference. Mm-hmm. Uh, welcome the new member in the last school year in Clear Spring uh, from mm-hmm. Washington County. Uh, what are your current feelings on the state of the CMC? Better than ever. Super excited, and uh, I'm glad you brought up Clear Spring. Um, you know, very cool story with them this year, the unfortunate you know, when they lost their three student-athletes, but then bringing home another baseball state championship was pretty cool. So, um, you know, very happy, you know, for for Clear Spring. And, you know, they bring a tradition of athletic excellence there. You know, they've been successful in many different programs. But we do have some big changes coming up, if you want me to talk about those changes. First of all, why why Clear Spring? Uh, Why why were they the first edition? Any any rhyme or reason to it? We've always wanted Clear Spring to join. And my counterpart, who's outstanding, Eric Michael, he's a supervisor of athletics in Washington County. You know, he's wanted that to happen as well. And there's been a little bit of apprehension. They're a smaller school type of thing. But, um, you know, they're competing in regions with – schools that are in the CMC. And so, you know, that was kind of like, you know, hey, we're competing. I think you guys should join. You know, you can be competitive and it'll bring more parity. And so it has been well received to add our 16th member school. Uh, Real quick, and this might transition into what you were going to talk about with the changes. Are are there any plans to add more schools to the CMC? Not in the near future. I mean, we're always looking at expansion, you know, so if, if something comes along, you, you, you just never know. Uh, I know the only other school in, in Washington County is Hancock. Don't really see them join. They're, they're just a, a very, very small school. But you never know what the future could hold. We're always looking at ways to improve or grow. And so, you know, I'm well, I can't say never, you know. There, there's, um, there's no eminent plans to, no, or no, no discussions going on to add more currently schools. Currently not. Okay. Uh, and last one on that, do you eventually see a day where the CMC – I mean, this could be five years down the road, 10 years down the road, whatever. Do you, do you see a day where the CMC could rival the old MVAL and the majority of Carroll and Washington County schools join the Frederick County schools in the league? Yeah. I mean, you know, that's, you know, I look back, that was, I think, my second year in this position when the, the old MVAL folded. And, you know, we, we have great relationships still in Carroll County and you never know what the future is going to hold. That That was a great conference. We like to thank our CMC conference is, is, is great as well, but, um, you know, we would definitely be 
we're always open to conversations on what we can do that are going to benefit student athletes. Hey, has scheduling with Carroll County and Washington County Schools been all that impacted in the eight years of the CMC, or has it pretty much been? I mean, there's obviously been more games between Frederick and Washington, but we still have schools that schedule, you know, a, a lot of games against Carroll County. Right. All right. I see a big paper in front of you. Uh, mm-hmm. you, you have some uh, changes to the CMC you wanted to talk about if you wanted to run those down. Sure. Yeah. So we've traditionally, we've had the Gamble Division, the Spire Division, with our Gamble being the 1A, 2A Division and the Spires being a 3A, 4A. And some of the feedback that we had received was, you know, trying to create more parity and more opportunities for championships for our student athletes. <clears throat> and so we had some ideas and we actually surveyed all of our CMC member coaches and schools. <clears throat> and what we'll be doing next year is the two we're going to have, the names are going to change. And I, I apologize, I do not have the new subdivision names in front of me. But in essence, we're going to go, the Spires will now be the large school conference. Okay. And the Gamble will be the small school conference. It wasn't sort of already that way? To, it was, to, it to, was, to some yeah. Degree? Yeah, okay. But it'll be broken in. So the small school will be our 1A, 2A schools, and the large school will be our 3A, 4As. The big difference is within the large school and the small school conferences, they'll now be broken into two subdivisions. Okay. And so, for instance, let's go to the fall. When we have our CMC soccer championships, there will be a large school conference championship and a small school conference championship. So, so two CMC champs per sport. Per sport. And so within the two divisions, the two subdivisions are also broken down by enrollment. Okay. With one being the smallest four schools, then the next smallest. So, so in terms of today's, what, how we know it today, there won't be a Spires champion versus a Gambrel champion, CMC championship game That's correct. Uh, anymore. That's okay. correct. Well, why, why did you feel this change, or why did others feel this change needed to be made? Just to give more opportunities for some of our, you know, smaller schools to be more competitive. Not that our smaller schools were not competitive. I, I, that's what I because mean. Because like, we we've did, had a lot of. Uh, did you view it? Did you view it as an issue, like the the competitive balance? Not an issue, but just to create a little bit more parity and a little bit more opportunity. Okay. And so, and I will tell you, there was you know a little bit of apprehension, but now folks are on board. Okay. Because some of the concerns that got raised were, hey, we're already going to play twice in the regular season. Are we going to have to play in the CMC championship and then turn around and play each other the next week in playoffs? <clears throat> that will most likely not happen because we're still going to have the two subdivisions play against each other, and most of the time they're in separate regions. Okay. Because you're still going to have a smaller school versus a little bit of a bigger school. There's just not going to be that big of a gap of enrollment. Okay. So so the division names are changing. It's no, It won't be the Spires and Gambrel. Gambrel and Spires are remaining, um, and I apologize. I don't have the two in front of me. They're just going to be incorporated into this subdivision names, if that makes sense. Okay. Oh, so, so there'll so be two additional names, but the okay. overall divisions will be large school, small school. Gotcha. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the Spires and Gambrel will fall under that umbrella. Under one of those two. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and there will be now two CMC titles awarded mm-hmm. per sport. Okay. Uh, any other big changes to the CMC, or was that the major one? You know, that's the big one. The addition of uh, of Clear Spring joining, making our 16th member school, and the restructuring. Is, is that the, what it is? We're at, we're at 16? We're at uh, 16 now. 16 now. Um, so it actually works out well. You have eight in the large school, eight in the small school, four in each subdivision. I'm doing the math in my head. We have 10 Frederick County public schools. Mm-hmm. Uh, how, how do the other Clear Springs 11, right? And we're, we're, who, are, who are the other five schools? Clear um, from um, Washington County, we have North Hagerstown, South Hagerstown, Boonesboro, Williamsport, Smithsburg, and Clear Spring. And how long have those schools been in? The five have been in now, I think, 
I think the CMC was FCPS only for two years. Oh, really? So it's so. I mean, <clears throat> so it's been six years. Where, it's been where six we've years. We've had some Washington County schools. Mm-hmm. I've been twisting some arms in Carroll County to to, to, to bring them aboard, or not um, yet. I mean, um, you, you, again, you never know. Um, one of the things that when one of the questions we asked actually during the uh, for the survey was, "Hey, do you want to keep championship contests? Do you want to eliminate them? Do you want to?" You know, doing it like we're doing now where we do it based on the two, large school and small school. <clears throat> and the majority wanted to keep CMC championships and then move to the direction we are with offering too. That's one of the things that I personally am very proud of our school system and working with Washington County is the CMC championship contest. I mean, you've been there. If you go to the basketball championship, we sell out. We sold out again this year, Hood College, you know, BB&T Arena. And it's an additional championship for student-athletes to win, because they may not. Is it the ultimate goal? No, everyone knows that. The ultimate goal is to try to win a state championship. But to be able to tell parents and student-athletes that the state allows you to conduct an extra game to determine a county or conference championship, are you taking advantage of that in Frederick County? Yes, we are. And so that's why I really think it's neat. And it's a great prep for playoffs as well. True. Uh, has there been any pushback to it? Because there's no tie into the playoffs. It's it's an extra game that maybe teams don't want to play in, or, yeah, or, or yeah. anything I, like that. I yeah. would be lying to say there there probably are. Well, I know there are some coaches that have mixed feelings about it. Yeah. But like you look, <clears throat> you know, I'm, I'm good friends with both Coach Franklin and Coach Roundfelter. You look at the CMC baseball championship this year. Yeah, and then in a tie, I, I know <laughs> that wasn't ideal. It wasn't ideal, but first of all, the way both of them handled it in their teams, class acts, sportsmanship, you, you name it. But both of them, I believe, were quoted in, in, in um, you know, News Post article in that there's no way that they could have held a practice or a scrimmage that would have mirrored what they got out of that game preparing for playoffs. Right. I mean, that was good baseball that went on that afternoon. Did we expect to end it in tie? We didn't. We actually had the international tiebreaker rule in place for um, extra innings. One thing we learn, we're always looking, is, you know, do we need to move that, you know, which next year will now be two games, do we need to move it to 4 o'clock? We're also talking about, are we going to move in McCurdy and do a doubleheader? Yeah, you know? well, my natural question was going to be, and maybe it's too soon for you to say, will you, will you at least have a be on a lighted field uh, next year or, or, move the game, or move the game to an earlier time? Yeah, one of those two. And we're also, you know, working, too, now of we may need additional facilities and dates. And, you know, not yeah, well, every... with the two games now. Correct. And we've had, you know, we've had FCC reach out to us. They're interested, you know, working with um, Washington County. HCC's interested in it. They're building the new baseball field in Hagerstown. You know, so we're always looking at how can we enhance our CMC championships? Right. You know, we've had some, what we've taken pride in is like the neutral facility. You know, big thank you to Hood College. You know, they host our fall championships most years when they can. Basketball, you know, Coach Burdett allowing us to use the softball field there at Hood. You know, Coach Bennett at FCC allowing us to use their baseball field. And there are some school systems that I like to say we kind of set the trend. Um, our, our, count, our friends in Montgomery County had never offered that before, and their supervisor reached out to me, and now they offer county championships. It's a good time for your flag football. Correct. How, um, Anne Arundel County, they had offered county championships, but they had never done like county championship weekends like we've done. 
where they play them all like field hockey and soccer and volleyball all at the same venue. So now they're borrowing, you know, our idea and they're right. doing a championship Saturday. Yeah, my apology. I, I knew some of the Washington County schools had moved over to the CMC. I, oh, that's I, right. I, 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 it just slipped my mind that, that, that mm-hmm. clearly Clear Spring is not the first non-Frederick County um, uh, addition mm-hmm. to the league. And you're up to 16 now. Mm-hmm. So, um, all right, what am, I, what am I missing? What else is FCPS working on right now in regards to, to athletics? Anything? Um, you know, uh, you know, I will take the opportunity. Um, you know, first of all, I always like to end the year with some thank yous. And if you get the, for those who are listening, you know, please thank not only our coaches, but also our athletic directors. I mean, we have a great team. They dedicate a lot of time. You know, um, my opinion, they're the first to arrive at school and the last to leave. <clears throat> and they're dedicated. So, you know, I want to thank our athletics team. It, it's a fairly young crew now on the AD side, right? Like no one's on the no one's on the verge of retirement, right? No, I mean we had you know um, Sonny at Walkersville. You know, um, been doing this for a long time. Made the transition from Linganore to Walkersville. You know, and everyone has like the thing that they really you know are, are, are help with that people may not know. Like Sonny Joseph at Walkersville, he's our scheduling guru. He loves to do schedules. He did all the girls' flag schedules. He just well, like, pop them in a computer and it spits something out? Or? I don't know how he does his magic, but he does his magic, and he does it really well. And so that's that's what I like is everyone has something that they really contribute to the team. So Right. And, and what does your summer look like? I guess uh, flag football, you'll still be meeting uh, in, with your committee and make sure everything's on track with that. Um, any other priorities or a- anything else you have going on over the summer? You know, just preparing, you know, and we've already we've started doing that yesterday um, preparing for next school year um, it is an interesting summer in that we still have official fcps sponsored activities going on so there's two things <clears throat> and one you actually may not know about so the new summer camps which are in essence practices that teams are allowed 12 days some have already been doing that then also the mpssa approved the new june scholastic period and so that's something unique too it's for girls and boys basketball and so we actually do have some high school teams that will be playing in tournaments in the month of June. No, oh, no kidding. Okay, wow. Yeah, we're not who. Actually, I believe there is one at Hood College, um, Best of Maryland, I believe. Um, now we have you know certain rules in place, but these are FCPS teams, FCPS coaches. Now, if you've graduated, you're ineligible to participate. Okay. And if you're an incoming freshman you're in you, you know you can't participate because you're yet. not you haven't attended a high school class yet <laughs> correct and other rules that we have in place are you know you had to end the year academically eligible you had to have been on the roster things like that and then you're allowed i believe eight days of practice leading up to the event okay so it's it's this i mean this is brand new for all of us the new 12-day summer camp in the june interscholastic period for girls and boys basketball um and so I'm excited. And so that's going to be, you know, more trips for, you know, folks out to schools, me checking on things, working with our athletic director. So, you know, the summer is a time to catch up, but this is a new summer for everyone. And so it's it's making sure we do the new summer activities right and preparing for August 9th and fall sports. Anything on the state level that, that that's percolating that we should um, be aware of? Um, I mean, you know, it's the si- a sign of times changing. You know, we had... You know, we're, the MPSSA is partnering with a company to provide NIL guidance 
for parents and student athletes. Okay, wow. Um, so there'll be a, a like a, I believe it's a free resource that will be available soon where parents and student athletes that have questions about NIL will just be able to be referred to this. Is, uh, that, is that in preparation for college or are we going to see some star FCPS athletes um, do, doing some commercials? You never know. I mean, it's actually geared toward high school. Okay, wow. Yeah, so that, I mean, you know, would be remiss without mentioning, you know, we are dealing with an athletic trainer shortage right now. Um, you know, it's been and you know, that is, it's a top priority for us to see what we can do. To the point where it's threatening games? Well, it's not threatening games. It's just, you know, we're having to, you know, we've brought on, you know, EMTs, paramedics, you know, other folks to serve as first responders. Uh, but it, there is a is a statewide shortage of athletic trainers. There's a nationwide shortage of athletic trainers. Well, why why the shortage is coming out of the pandemic and stuff? Or you know, there's many different reasons. From what you know, I've been told in research, the NATA, which is the National Athletic Trainers Association, it's now a master's degree program, so it takes a little bit longer for folks to come out. And you know, some are choosing colleges, some are going into different professions, and so. Um, but that is something that. That's something we're working on this summer as well as we've been doing, you know, all year. Right. It always moves so fast, Kevin. We were, we were just commenting on how fast mm-hmm. the school year went and uh, and here the summer is. And we were also remarking uh, that the fall sports will be here uh, before we know it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so I, I just want to run down the dates. Fall sports practice begins August 9th, correct? That is correct. Okay. And it's a, what, a 21-day uh, practice period before games yeah, can start? Yeah, I think the first play date's Friday, September 1st, I believe. A, a girls flag football will precede that. And also golf. August 30th. Uh, August 30th at Frederick High. Five mm-hmm. games. It's not going to go well. The, the intention is not for it to go deep into the night because you'll be playing the games on two fields, right? Correct, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so it'll be over reasonable seven, eight, nine, yeah, uh, and, some, somewhere around the normal time, And right? we're planning on some type of, um, you know, like introductory ceremony sure well yeah you, you know, know to you, acknowledge all cutting all. the ribbon for a new varsity sport right correct and like you had just mentioned a lot of people don't know but golf is allowed to start earlier too yeah, technically we, golf can actually hold a match on august 9th if they wanted to we yeah, don't do that but they right. could they, they have to because they run out of date they run out of daylight correct um, um, pretty early in, in mm-hmm. or by the middle of october when, when they're getting ready for states they're not gonna have any light yeah. <laughs> if, they, mm-hmm. if they didn't start earlier so uh, so again, September first, uh, thereabouts is the first uh, play date. Uh, we have the big flag football kickoff, August thirtieth, and then practice starts uh, August 9th. We're, uh, we're just working back. Um, what, what, what are you looking forward to the most? I mean, I'm sure flag football uh, ranks high on the list. Yeah, flag football is up there. You know, it is. Um, you know, the first new sport under my tenure, and um, I'm just very excited for our you know, our student athletes. Yeah, you were in, you were in college, right, when, when lacrosse was added back in uh, 2000? I was, yeah. I graduated from Shepard in 2001. 2001. Getting old, Greg. Yeah. Getting we're, old. We're, 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 you and me both, brother. Yeah. So, um, and, and your kids, I mean, your kids will be playing FCPS sports before real long here, right? I hope so. I mean, that is, I mean, that is a hope of mine is that, you know, our boys do get to, you know, play a high school sport. Hopefully, you know, maybe a few high school sports uh, obviously you can't be the son of kevin kendra if, if you don't play baseball but, mm-hmm. but but are there are they playing other sports as well they are um i would i like i think baseball is probably their first love but yes they're also um doing soccer um, yeah both kaden and we have three sons kaden camden and carson carson's a little too young right now kaden is nine camden six carson's three but kaden and camden have done baseball soccer um basketball and then also a little bit of swimming 
Okay. I imagine, I, I mean, I'm sure you're flexing your coaching muscle a little bit here too, especially when it comes to the baseball, right? Um, yeah, you know, it's been a, it's been fun for me. You know, the last time I had been a, a head coach was back in Ur- Urbana High School from, what was that, 2002 to 2005. But um, I'm actually coaching um, a 9U travel team, the Frederick Hustlers. Okay. And actually uh, kind of co-coaching it with Billy Gross, who was TJ's former coach, now an assistant principal. So right. <clears throat> yeah, it's yeah, been fun. Learned a lot from him. Yeah, and is, is it all chaos does chaos ensue in the kendra household one one once the work day is over because I, mean, I imagine i'm sure there's lots of shuttling to practice there's games and um, i'm sure it could be fine time it could be tough to find time to, uh, for dinner and stuff like that that's probably that might be the best word i've heard in a while is chaos yes um we find a way to make it work but there is a lot of um scrambling laying out my big thing is laying out your uniform the night before yeah so we're not searching for it is everything close by, or is it? Are you driving all over the state? Um, it's it's been a little bit more travel. We we practice at Yellow Springs Elementary. It's actually where I went to uh, elementary school. Which okay. is not too far from where we live, so that's not too bad. Uh, but overall, it's been it's been great. Yep. It's, and, it's having the time of my life. And I, I understand you'll get a couple weeks at the beach uh, this summer, too, with with the family. We so, do, yeah. We so so there's some, some downtime. Mm-hmm. Or, or is there some baseball tournament connected with, with vacation, too? Uh, we actually had one that did impact. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I like to stay married, so I'm going to make sure that uh, you <laughs> yeah. know, it doesn't impact too much. That, that's, that's, a, that's a good goal uh, right there. So, hey, Kevin, uh, it's always great to have you on. Thanks for coming in and, and answering the questions. Uh, thanks also to Graham Cohen for producing the podcast week in and week out. Uh, next week, we'll have uh, Coach Frank Husson and two members of his state championship Urbana softball team on the program. Uh, Delaney Reef and Maggie Hummer will join uh, Coach Husson and we'll talk to them about their big win Memorial Day weekend, uh, winning the state uh, for a softball title. Until then, have a great week, everyone, and thanks for tuning in to the Final Score Podcast. Mm-hmm.